On today's show, how do the Dallas Mavericks beat the Phoenix Suns again and finally break the streak of regular season losses to the Suns? How did Luka Doncic only have to play 30 minutes? How did Josh Green step up? And how did the Hardy Party get started? Let's talk about all that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavs. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube, where we let it ride. Let us know in the comment section below on YouTube. Give me one reason. Isaac's going to love this one. I didn't tell him what I'm going to do. Give me one reason the Mavs should play Jaden Hardy more. Just give me one. Just give me one reason in the comment section. Joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com. The Game 7 Remembering Rube. The One More Thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Yeah, I actually got another uh, piece of homework for you to throw it back uh, to the playoffs. And to throw it back to uh, some fun times, y'all should go leave a comment on Lockdown Suns. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Just Hasn't leave, Brendan leave Clean been comment. through enough? Hasn't Brendan uh, <laughs> Clean been through enough? Leave it uh, Leave it for Brendan over there. And uh, just leave a little uh, go maps. No, no, no. Leave, leave Luca special. Oh. <laughs> Whatever you want to leave, go leave a comment. Go leave a comment on Lockdown Suns. It's a great idea. And, uh, yeah, today's show, we're going to get into the Dallas Mavericks win. They beat the Phoenix Suns finally in the regular season. It had been a long time, even though they beat them in the playoffs. It had been a, since 2019, the last time they beat the Suns in the regular season. The Mavs kind of cruised to this one, and there's a couple reasons why. So we'll talk about that and then break down uh, Josh Green stepping up again. Had another podium game. Got to speak to us. He led the, the Mavs in minutes. Mm. Wow. I did not think that was going to happen. And then... Jaden Hardy, of course, 10 points in two and a half minutes off the bench in garbage time. So we'll talk about him a little bit towards the end. And then uh, let's a couple shout outs, though. I saw a bunch of people. I think I met like seven or eight listeners at the game tonight. Got to talk to them. Shout out to Edgar. Shout out to Rima. Shout out to Aldane. Uh, met all of you guys and got your names. Didn't get names from other people. Shout out to the guy at the, on the Lexus Garage that was trying to play the Hardy Party song. <laughs> Uh, that's Jeep, Jeep Wrangler guy. Yeah, who, shout out to that guy who drove by and was like, I was trying to find the Hardy Party song, but I'll give it to you for it right here. Hardy, let's go party. Let's go. Gotta wait for the lap. <laughs> Amazing. Um, this Dallas Mavericks team is insane. <laughs> this team sometimes feels like two or three or sometimes four different teams at different times. You have the all the episodes where Isaac was solo, where it was after these losses, where you're just like, <laughs> like distraught afterwards. And you think about that team, the team that lost the Pistons. And then you think about the team that beat the Warriors and beat the Suns. And you're just like, how is this the same exact team? And it's literally just hit your threes, 
They hit 23s in this game tonight. And this team looks completely different. Yeah, Luka Doncic uh, took nine three-pointers in this game, so that's uh, the key to victory. And, yeah, right, uh, right on the money. There you go. Uh, that's why they won. No, uh, I thought the number one thing for them tonight was effort. They, mm. from the opening tip, it's like, hey, the Suns, it, I don't know. I mean, I guess that there is a rivalry. Um, you know, I don't know what, how you want to rank Mavs rivalries. And I don't know. We that, just sent but, all of our listeners to go comment on Locked on Suns. So I think it's sort of a rivalry. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I guess after you just, you know, smash them there in that game seven and all of that. And, you know, there's chirping and all the history and stuff in the, that playoff run. For sure. Uh, it felt like from the opening tip tonight that Dallas was so hyped for this game. Yeah. I mean, defensively, yeah. everybody, it just, I mean, collectively, that was just the number one thing I was talking about in the press box in the first quarter. Like, whoa, they're trying hard tonight. Um, even Luca's defense, there were a couple of times that he was locked in. Um, Christian would have a few good defensive possessions. Mm-hmm. Like, when you get even ten, like when you get some of the some of those guys playing like some good defense, then it's just collectively. I I thought the number one reason tonight, you know, we'll talk about Luca, we'll talk about Josh Green, the three pointers and all that, but they really wanted this win tonight. And that's what their defense takes, right? Their defense takes that you locking in and being on a string and being really really committed, and they only allowed the Suns to score fifteen points in the first quarter, like even with. The Suns having Aiton, who could get anything at the rim if he wanted to. I mean, he had, what, six of eight of his shots in the first half were at – were just uh, he hit six of his eight shots, and all eight of them were just completely at the rim. Like, like him standing right in front of the rim. Nobody could stop him there. And the Mavericks' defense worked so hard to try and keep that away, keep them, you know, shooting their mid-rangers, keep them off the three-point line, and they it just really worked. It really worked in that first half. And they really like really didn't look back after the first half. They allowed them to score what uh, seventy points in the, in the second half. <laughs> That's not great, but how good their defense was in the first half really really made it uh, made it a game and made it so that the Mavericks could could kind of cruise to a win in this one. But you're right, it was effort. It was getting up for a team, and you know l- let's look at the Suns. The Suns are missing Chris Paul. Suns are missing. Uh, Cam Johnson. So that's two starters out. Jay Crowder is also still not playing for the Suns. Uh, Torrey Craig out for the Suns as well. And so they're down some guys. But still, they have yes. Devin Booker, Aiton, and Mikael Bridges. There was talk on Zach Lowe's podcast and about... campaign. Uh, there was talk on Zach Lowe's podcast about two of those three guys getting all-star like births, potentially. I'm like, okay. I I don't know about that. But just talking about Mikael Bridges and Aiton possibly becoming all-stars. like that's the, that's the conversations that are being had about those guys. So let's not pretend like it was the Suns team that didn't have anybody and blah, blah, blah. But they were missing some guys. Uh, the, when the Mavs play defense the way they did with that effort, and they hit their threes, they just they can beat anybody. They on, I honestly think that that team can beat anybody. Yeah, I mean, well, it, yes, we you have to point out who is missing for the Suns, especially when their starters weren't on the floor. You're like, wait, yeah. is Monty throwing in the towel right now? Or yeah. no, that's just his second. Yeah, unit. they're they're garbage yeah. time players with the same as their like mid third like mid third quarter players. Yeah, and you know, and and that's where that's one of the benefits of having Christian Wood come off the bench yeah. is I mean, he was there in that first half, you know, he feasted on that second unit there for a stretch. He looked took one look at Jock Landell and was like, No, nah, no, nah, you can't carry my Jock Landell. 
There was a funny moment that uh, Luca had a switch on on Jock and, and Jock was guarding him and Maxi came up to set a pick and he, Luca like yelled at Maxi and was like, I already have the switch on Jock. Why are you trying to come <laughs> set me a pick? Like, let me let me do this. But um, but yeah, no, it was, you know, I, I thought the second unit, um, the second unit play what, well, you know, Josh coming off the bench. I think it was the first mm-hmm. quarter, maybe in the second quarter he came in. And they went on like a twenty-two to four run after yeah. that. Uh, somewhere, uh, I don't know. I don't have the exact uh, time frame of that, but he just provides, man. I mean, we'll talk more about, it, but like he just provides so much energy and electric. Uh, they had a good tweet. Dallas Mavericks uh, Twitter account had a good tweet tonight. Just yeah. said, you know, electricity. Yeah, Josh was the first sub in, which I found really interesting that he was the first sub before Din, before Bullock, before. Uh, Christian Wood before Maxi before you know I guess Chevelle. Um he was the first oh. one in at about six minutes and forty seven seconds it was eleven to eight and then by the three minute mark so like or so by the three minute thirty second marks so like three minutes later it was twenty seven to thirteen so do the math in your head what's that that's sixteen to a sixteen to five run basically that they went on and that was that capped off with Josh Green picking up Landry Shamit full court picking his pocket and then dunking it and one of the best plays of the game and that that was a play that set the tone when you talk about them being really up for this game like seeing josh green like give that extra effort and like all right they were trying to not have devin booker bring the ball up every single time so that he could get you know some rest and so they're like all right let's just throw landry shaman and josh green's like oh okay go ahead and let landry shaman take the ball up the court i'm gonna make his life miserable and then he got that and then uh he had like Three minutes later, Josh Green had that drive and got caught like in the lane between two defenders and somehow dished it to Luca. It's like I think maybe the only assist Luca's gotten like <laughs> within a foot of the basket, maybe in his career. But uh, he was such a big difference maker. And coming up, let's talk about Josh Green because I thought that he was such a big uh, part of this game. Like I said, he got the podium game afterwards, and his stats may not stand out to you in this one. You know, just ten points, but or. Uh, he had more than 10 points. I'm looking at the first quarter. He had 16 points, but let's talk about his impact and what he means to this team and what he could be going forward because Jason Kidd has some ideas for him. Talk about that coming up. Before we do, let me tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the best way to check out uh, a different way to play fantasy. You can play Prize Picks and you don't have to play against these professionals that know exactly what's going to come next and what's going to happen here. Uh, they have all kinds of different stuff. They even have. They even have World Cup stuff for prize picks. We haven't talked about this yet. You can get like multiple different players. So you can get, oh my gosh, I'm going to mess up some of these names. You can pick like Ronaldo and another player. Pick another player on Spain. Uh, I don't don't know Spain's roster. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say pick pick another player on. Give me some uh, Brazil ones. uh, They only have those. But you can pick like two different players and over under, if they if either of those players score a goal, you'll win. So that's pretty fun if you want to do that. They also have a bunch of other stuff. Goals allowed, goals saved, shots. Like you can just pick one of those, pick the over under on it, and then you can actually win money on that. They have college basketball as well. They have NFL. They have NBA. They have tennis. They have like shooting. What is this? Is this a? I think this is an esports game. I don't hmm. know. I don't know what it is. Into the breach. I don't know what that game is, but yeah, it's a great game. All kinds, all kinds of other fun stuff at Prize Picks. You can go check it out, and right now you can get a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars with the promo code Locked On. Use the promo code Locked On. That's all one word, Locked On at PrizePicks.com. Get a hundred hundred dollar instant deposit match. 
All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into the rest of this game. The Dallas Mavericks get the win on the backs of Luka Doncic, scoring 33 points with eight assists. He only, he didn't even have to play 30 minutes in this game, which was awesome. He was, uh, anytime he got eight and switched onto him, he was t- he was taking that three, and he hit four of those, yeah. which was, was great. He was kicking it out to shooters. But I think Josh Green may be the, like, I don't know if he's the player of the game, but he's <clears throat> definitely the guy that I'm looking at that I was most excited to see have a really good game in this one. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Uh, he brings so much electricity to this team. And I mean, he's one of the, the more fun storylines for the Mavericks this season so far. Uh, you know, once again, it's like, just, just enjoy it because, because that's where I'm at right now. I'm just enjoying the Josh Green experience. I don't, I still don't know what he's going to be. Like, I still don't know, you know, post game. I'm sure people have uh, seen the quote already of Jason Kidd talking about, you know, getting Josh Green paid and, you know, people in the room, other reporters, even, you know, joking about Jalen Brunson. Oh, the last time he said that was Brunson, whatever. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Josh Green's not going to get $26 million a year. Uh, uh, okay, okay, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll see if we can prove <laughs> you wrong on that one. So I don't know about that type of paid, um, but man, I, I am. He brings something to this team. He has just such a team first mentality. Yeah. You know, right at the end, I, you know, I threw out just a, the question that, you know, Mavs fans love to talk about who's going to start basketball games. You know who else loves that uh, conversation is, is the head coach of the Dallas Mavericks, Jason. Kidd. <laughs> so I want to, you know, be able to touch the car. He's like, young, stop asking me about that. <laughs> uh, but I asked Josh Green, I care more about how players feel about it. Yeah. And because that tells me a lot. And, I, you know, Josh Green, I was like, hey, do you care about becoming a starter this year? And, he, you know, he gave the most diplomatic answer. Like, whatever coach asks of me, like, this is, I, I want to. And it's like, that, that's the right answer, right? You know, it's like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Said I said he hadn't even I thought about it. Uh, but no, I'm happy for him. Playing good defense, uh, shooting the ball well. Um, yeah, man. Just what a what a 180 from his first year in the league. Completely. And he likes to do the 180. He had another spin pass tonight where he got stuck and <laughs> spun around and kicked it out to somebody. I think they missed the shot. But uh, he his, had... his block tonight in the second half was nasty off the backboard. They didn't give it to him, according to the stat sheet. Oh, come on. And then, yeah, you asked him about, uh, you know, him and Damian Lee were chirping back and forth for a bit. And fourth, that was getting kind of intense. I, I found that pretty interesting. So fourth quarter, about six minutes left in the game. The, the Mavericks have this game. As long as they can just hold on to their lead, they're going to win. Damian Lee and Josh Green got twisted up or tangled up or something. Something happened between the two. And Damian Lee really took offense to it. Now, Damian Lee wasn't on the team like this Suns team when they played in the playoffs. So there's not that much history, but he is the guy that hit the game winning shot in the, the home opener. So there's, you know, there's already some history there. The season I mean, conference finals a little bit, the season opener. And then, yeah, the Mavs did play against him in the conference finals. He was on the warriors. He played a little bit. He didn't play a lot in that series, but, yeah. but neither did Josh, neither did Josh green. So they go back and forth and they're like arguing back and forth and talking smack to each other during play. Like play is going on and like Damian Lee standing in the corner and Josh green is stand, is guarding next to him and they're going back and forth and going back and forth. I found that interesting and I wanted to see if like a young player would answer that question and be like, Oh yeah, it was this. And he took offense because I, he thought I fouled him or, you know, just something dumb like that. Instead he gave the diplomatic answer. Like he said, but He's I trained th- well scooter and then have him yeah, trained. Yeah, well. Scott, Scott's got him trained. Well, instead though, what I think about that is you're starting to see a player 
gain some confidence, right? We saw him in that moment against Brooklyn where he ste- where Kevin Durant was standing over him and Josh Green stepped up to him and just like talked back. Like you don't have that kind of confidence unless you're one of like the crazy personalities in the NBA, which of course there are, but you don't have that type of confidence unless you're confident in your role or confident in yourself in the NBA and your place in the NBA, right? You're, if you're not, you're just putting your head down and just trying to like just move on to the next play. He's getting, he's moving past that point now, which I think is notable for us with Josh Green to see, okay, well, what is Josh Green? You just asked this question. Like, what is Josh Green and what can he be? Well, we know he's at least a part of the rotation, right? And he, and he feels that. He feels like he should be at least an established rotation player, which is something we couldn't say last year or even going into this year. Yeah, I mean, he has a defined spot. Like, when you do the top, you know, if, if you want to keep Tim there in the starting lineup, like, they have a, I do. a top... <laughs> they have a they have a top nine now with Josh, Christian Wood, Maxi, and Reggie. And you know, it's crazy to think about it. I would have never said this before the season, but on the, the pecking order of Reggie, Josh, and Tim, yeah. like Reggie's Reggie's third. You know, if you had to pick right now who would play over the other one, like you would pick Josh to play over Reggie in that. So happy for Josh. He's bringing a lot to the team. The team loves that he's doing yeah, well. They do. Um you know, you look at Lucas Knight tonight. <laughs> Wait, go go check out our YouTube shorts because Tim Hardaway Jr. came in and crashed Josh Green's post game presser, and I got it on video and uh, put it on our YouTube shorts. So go check it out on our channel. Uh, I thought it was really funny. He came in, he's like, "Hey, we got a flight to catch. <laughs> Get out of here." He kicked yeah, him, they're he kicked, all kicked him out. All headed to you know to Denver, and uh, <laughs> you know Luca hasn't packed yet. He kept on telling us he needed to pack. <laughs> I'm sure uh, he's packed by now. <laughs> Uh, Josh was the second player after Luca, and the first question I think Tim Cato asked him was like, "Hey, have you packed yet?" Because Luca hasn't, and uh, Josh said, "Yes, because I'm responsible." <laughs> <laughs> um, but Luca's night tonight. You know, we alluded to it a little bit earlier, but under 30 minutes and 12 of 20, he was efficient in this game. Hit four yeah. threes. Um, I love you just seeing him on the stage. You know, Brad tried to get him post game. Tim, you know, tried to get him. Of just, do you dislike the? I mean, Brad Townsend asked him straight up, "Do you not like those guys?" <laughs> yeah, he said, "Do you, do you um, not like those sun, those players on the Suns?" And uh, you know, Lucas is like, "No, I mean, there's, you know, he he said he at least admitted the bench was chirping for yeah, the Suns." Yeah. Um, I, I think it's safe to say Luke is not the biggest fan of the Suns, no. and uh, and rightfully so. And it's fun. And tonight, man, what a what a last laugh that he had again. You know, you had the game seven, obviously, but. Even you look at the star matchup, you know, Luca versus Devin Booker. Uh, I mean, look at Booker's night tonight. Booker went 0 for 7 in the first quarter. Yeah, t- tough night. Or in for the him. first half. In the first half. Um, you know, he was a minus 18 in the game. He's 4 of 13 from the field. He got matched up on Luca a few times, you know, defending. And Luca's like, I mean, your barbecue chicken. Took it like, right to him. Uh, Booker had a classic, you know, couple of, uh, you know, the Kardashian Pez descent dispenser is coming back uh, <laughs> of just throwing the head back falling down getting the fouls like, i had completely forgot about that nickname. yeah well welcome back Wait, but uh, can we talk was, about the the moments in the arena though at halftime at halftime the mavericks have a pretty sizable lead and there's a guy standing up on the the railing and the cameraman just like zooms right into this guy who has the Luka Doncic looking up at Devin Booker meme like the famous you know meme during that series and 
he zoomed right into the shirt. <laughs> the cameraman zoomed right into the shirt, and they put it on the video board in the AAC. And then later, like in the third quarter, somebody else had this shirt that was the Luca meme of holding baby Booker. Like he's holding a baby, and the head is Booker doing the Kardashian Pez dispenser head. <laughs> and they zoomed right into that shirt too. <laughs> I was like, how many memes on shirts do we have in the AAC? And how many of them could make it on the video board? I was cracking up. Uh, did you see Chris Paul and Kim K on the Jumbotron? Or? No, but I did see OBJ. OBJ. All right, OBJ. Coming, up, co- coming up after the break, we got to talk about it. We got to talk OBJ. about Odell Beckham Jr. and Hardy. Let's go, party. We'll oh, talk yeah. about that coming up. But before we do, I got nothing. I got no, I got no ad reads. I got, I, got all, I got all wound up for it. No ad read. <laughs> all right, Isaac Harris. I thought for sure we had another one. We did not. So let's talk about Jaden Hardy first because it's Mavs, and then we'll talk about Oda Beckham. I was going to say, OBJ dominated this Mavs game. (laughs) (laughs) He was in attendance. He was with Cowboys. uh, but It it was kind of weird. But let's talk about Jaden Hardy because Jaden Hardy checks in, and he just plays in garbage time. He plays two minutes and 25 seconds, but he scores 10 points, and the offense was focused around him. He also played with Christian Wood. Like Christian Wood played the entire end of this game, which I found interesting. Christian Wood's like, this is what I'm used to doing. I'll just keep Play- playing. Like, hey, this is yeah. uh, this is I like this. He's like, wow, I can I can do this and we can be up by 20 instead of down no, by 20. No game plan. <laughs> this is what I've been doing in Houston in Detroit. What did you see from Jaden Hardy? I mean, just a you know, aggression. It was just a lot of fun. I mean, he's the ultimate victory cigar, right? Like we we love watching Boban whenever you're up twenty and just like doing Boban post ups and the crowd going nuts. But now you get to watch a young player kind of like develop some and get some time and and get hyped. Like yeah, he had that one and one. He's hollering on the ground. The whole bench is going nuts. They love it. They loved every moment he was out there. It was funny because I'm trying to stay off uh, social media during games a decent amount, and I I was laughing. I was like, dude. Online must be going nuts right now about Jaden Hardy scoring some buckets in garbage time. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's good. That's I mean, that's exactly what you want to see from him, right? You want to see him hit a three. You want to see him finish through contact. You want to see him creating and getting to the bat. Like you put him in the basketball game at the end to see development like that, and he did it. And he did everything you'd want to see tonight. So it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Devin Booker in thirty minutes, eleven <laughs> points. Four of 13 from the field. Jaden Hardy in two minutes. Ten points. Four of five from the field. Isaac Harris. Hardy, let's go party. Jaden Hardy. We saw something that that you don't see from other Mavericks, and it stands out, is that athleticism getting to the basket, right? Like, we thought that we would see it from Spencer Dinwiddie. He struggled in this game to get to the basket, and if he did... He's been struggling. If he did get to the basket, he was just getting packed by by DeAndre Ayton or even Bismack Biombo or whoever else was out there. But we wanted to see somebody else. I mentioned on yesterday's show the Mavericks are, like, 21st in the NBA in shots taken at the rim. And he's a guy that can get some shots at the rim. He's just he's like slippery and like snakes through defenders. Now his ball handling skills have to follow that. Like I've been watching some mm-hmm. of his G League games, and that's what needs to follow is he dribbles into traffic sometimes. He collapses sometimes. He collapses, and the ball just like squirts out, and all of a sudden it's a turnover, going the other direction. And so that's something he has to work on. But you saw a little you saw a little bit of it in this game, 
And he can hit a mid-range shot. The Mavericks are 29th in the NBA in mid-range shots taken. And yeah. they need somebody else to do that. So I'm I'm still believing eventually he'll work his way into getting some playing time. Um, the other yeah, the other guy. Oh, God. No, on Jaden. And then we. No. Well, yeah. I was just going to say that, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, Tim McMahon tweeted, you know, something before the game about how, you know, Hardy's going to be active. Jason Kidd had a comment, you know, pregame of like, yeah, we got to find him minutes and stuff. Well, at some point, I mean, he's we, been saying that about. We, <laughs> we, we got to yeah, find him like, minutes. It's like at some point, you know, you only have so many minutes. So yeah, right. if we're saying this about Josh, Josh needs to play more minutes. So what it feels like to me is it feels like Jaden Hardy is is being primed for the ultimate when the when the next two for one trade for Mavericks happens, then it's you know, Hardy gets a step up into a role. Cause one of the, you know, Tim McMahon's um he added something to one of those tweets was the Mavericks view him as you know as a piece that can contribute moving forward. Tim was even asking some post game stuff like, "Hey, do you asking different players, kid, whatever? Like, do you think Hardy's ready now?" Um, I think it's a matter of time. He's still he, he's not the backup ball handler. No. Like, he's just not there yet with that. He's more of that. I've we've always been throwing out the Jordan Poole role yes. of like this yeah. backup two guard that can get buckets, create, have some fun. But it's still going to take a little bit of time. But could he be that if, you know, let's say they, they go out and they trade, they make a big trade here in like, you know, a month or something. And it's, you know, two for one. It's a Tim Hardaway and Dwight Powell for yeah. somebody or Reggie Bullock and somebody for, you know, for one player. And you're like, all right, we have some backup guard minutes that are available. Jaden is a natural guy to step into that role type of thing. That's what I'm kind of seeing. Because I don't see how the minutes like work right now. Especially since Kemba Walker was also active tonight, and so he could have gotten some time, but it didn't look like he was. He was sitting next to Dirk and Mark Cuban and Chandler Parsons over on that side. So yeah. as soon as he sat there, I'm like, all right, he's not going to play tonight. But he was active and could have played in this game tonight, you know, potentially. And so with him being added, like that pushes Hardy's minutes back too. That that pushes his opportunity back because you have this established guy that is injury prone for sure, but is definitely going to, you know. They would hope produce more than what Jaden Hardy would right now in the NBA. And so I see them going with, with him a little bit more, pushes Hardy's minutes back. But, yeah, I'm with you on they're, they're waiting for some kind of trade or something for the, him to get some more minutes. But the, the line from Nico and from Kidd and them has been we're waiting to see when Jaden can become, like, viable, basically, or when he can become part of this team. And now he's playing well in the G League. He's played well in the couple minutes he's gotten here or there. Yeah, and we'll just keep having fun with it and keep playing the sound. Other things that stood out in this game, um, Tim Hardaway Jr. I, I made the joke earlier that I would like to keep him in the starting lineup, and I mean he hit five threes again in this game. Like, there's just something about him being in the starting lineup. And he said something after the game, after he crashed Josh Green's press conference, he said something about, you know, I've played with Luca for a long time now, or played with him in a lot of different you know situations now, and I just know where he wants me to be. And I think that's super undervalued as. You know, somebody like Luca that just drives and throws the no look passes, and you just see that and you say, Oh, he's got eyes in the back of his head. Okay. Some of the time. Some of the time, he also just knows where those dudes are going to be because they've played yeah. together, and he's also telling them where to go at certain points. You see, many times during games, he's yelling at Maxi or Dorian or Reggie. You were not in the spot that I thought you were, and that's some of his mm -hmm. turnovers. And Tim Hardaway knows where to be in those spots and how to find that open space and he can get up a bunch of those threes 
Yeah, he's playing great basketball. I mean, he's the most consistent score outside of Luca right now over the past, what, four games? So, um, yeah, we talked about him in last pod, especially in that, like you said, like in this offense with Luca, everybody has a defined spot most of the time. And for Luca, it's like, let Luca cook, let him work yeah. his magic. And he's so smart and he's a magician to where he, he can read the defenses. Just stay in your spot and he'll hit the open guy. Just stay in that dang spot. And Tim knows where those spots are. Dinwiddie, I thought, didn't have his best game. Like I said, he was 5 of 15 from the floor. And I think he got blocked, honestly, five times at the rim. And uh, But he did hit five of his eight threes. He got to the free throw line finally six times. Yes. Oh, finally. So uh, he's starting to, to maybe like get to the line a little bit more, which would be a big, big development for the Mavs. Yeah, no, it'd be great. Six to six, and he hit five threes in the game. Can we talk about OBJ real quick? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's okay, talk about so Odell Beckham. The recruitment of Odell Beckham is taking over everything. I mean, it started yesterday. Of hey, he's going to be in Dallas. Then he, they're going to take him to a Mavs game. He's an American football player that has has been playing oh, in stop. the NFL. <laughs> People know who he is. And then you know we're getting tweets when he's they're walking in him him and Micah Parsons. Um, Diggs and somebody else. Yeah, another cowboy and, that I didn't recognize. And <laughs> and then, you know, he sets courtside. Everybody's, you know, doing it. I mean, Champ is over there. But then OBJ chants are going off in the in the arena. Organically, like, oh, yeah. Oh, we're we're really leaning into this. I mean, he is soaking up this recruitment. Yeah. Then post game, you know, he's waiting outside a locker room. They, you know, he goes back and goes in the locker room, comes back. He has a Luca jersey. Micah Parsons, close your ears, Mavs fans, did a uh, got the jersey and signed jersey and stuff from Booker post game. Uh, but my 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 thing with Odell is, like, are we sure he's good still? Like, are, are, are we sure he's even gonna pl- like play this season? I feel like this would be like Kimball Walker going on a he, like at this point in his career, like he's had injury history. It'd be like the Mavs like going, you know. Cowboys fans are going to get really salty about me comparing oh, him to Kimball Walker, yeah, but well, I just I just like laugh because I mean you think he's like Jordan. Like the last yeah. time I saw a mantra, like an an entourage, you know, with a crowd like that outside of a locker room and security, separate security and stuff was like Post Malone, and it's like I don't even know if this dude is gonna play this year, right? Like I mean, is I he mean, clear? How many games? I mean, how many games left do they even have? Like. I hope he does sound with the Dallas with, with Dallas Cowboys. That'd be awesome. Like, let's do it. And and I like Odell. I was just like, man, like we're really uh, hyping up this. Uh, Dez was with him and everything. Like, we're so, trying hard. So you exposed Parsons for going and getting the Booker jersey after the game, but before the game, uh, Odell Beckham said, you know, Diggs is a superstar. Parsons is a superstar. Look at this dynamic duo. I just came to the game, man. Devin Booker is my brother. Came to show love. K O B J. Well, they did set like next to the sun's, sun's bench, bench and everything. Yeah. So on. was he calling uh, when he's saying Bar- Parsons is a superstar? He's, he's talking about Chandler, right? Chandler Parsons. Chandler Parsons yeah. was in the, the in the building. It was it was Chandler Parsons, Cuban, Dirk, and Kemba sitting in a row. And I was like, what kind of conversations do those four have? Like that's just the weirdest better group of better Parsons in the building. Chandler or Micah. At, at any point, it's Micah. Like at, I'm just kidding, guys. Micah Parsons, like, but the but who player. will make more money in their career? Micah Parsons. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Should we play career salary for Chandler Parsons? Jason Kidd's like, hey, I'm gonna get you paid. Don't forget, don't forget Chandler Parsons is that deal he got. Then LeBron's like, I knew. Let's Micah play. When let's he was play in career fourth grade. <laughs> let's play career salary for Chandler Parsons. Go ahead. Uh, like total earnings. Yeah, his highest he ever made was twenty five million dollars that last year. That big deal. Yeah, I'm gonna say he made like 120 in his career. 127 million in his career. You thinking? Wow. You thinking Michael Parsons is getting a 127 million dollar deal? Um. Yes, I think he'll he'll eventually make that. Okay. Awesome. There I, you I go, guys. Let us know in the comment section below what's one reason the Mavericks should play Jaden Hardy more. Also, go check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reaction, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom.